This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hill. Got Kip Adams with me this week. The countdown is on. We're just a few days away now at this point from G-Day. But that doesn't mean there's not a lot going on before then. Some news going on as we record this on Tuesday, just a little after 12. Uh, Kip, how is this Tuesday treating you as we continue uh, counting down till we're back in Sanford Stadium again? Yeah, I thought it was just going to be a nice, relaxing, you know, calm before the storm, but pretty explosive day in the news world. Uh, a lot going on. So, you know, ready to talk about it. Uh, no shortage of storylines here as, as we get ready for G Day. So, hey, um, I'm, you know, sometimes we have to come in here and you know, try to manufacture some discussion, even though, you know, all of you guys are really passionate about Georgia sports, you know, never, there's never a lack of, uh, you know, interest in Georgia sports, but, you know, sometimes in the off season, you got to kind of figure out some things to talk about, but today is not one of those days, uh, a lot going on and I'm, I'm ready to break it down, Jordan. No doubt. Yeah. We're not quite in the like June, July, you know, Mount Rushmore of, you know, that's sort of the, the sports radio gimmick. We're not there. We uh, luckily have a lot to talk about. We'll get in to the big news of Tuesday with Georgia picking up another commitment of this in the 2024 class. Naterion Nitro Tuggle, a wide receiver out of Indiana, a three star, six foot three, 190 pounds. Uh, he commits to what was already the number one class in the nation for Georgia, and they continue to sharpen it. Um, what, Kip, can you tell us about Nitro, uh, what you know, what you've seen from him, and and what Georgia could be getting landing a guy of this talent? Well, you just looked at last year's cycle with Ezeed Haynes, just a guy that came in and you know, not a lot of people knew about him. Georgia lands that commitment, and we just spent the last couple of months talking about how Georgia feels You know, they got a steal. And with Brian McClendon on board, you know, they need to get, you know, help at the wide receiver position in this cycle. Uh, and it's a big position need for him. Got to, got to load up in that room. And already had a commitment from Nikar, a top 10 wide receiver in the country. And now, and, uh, you know, Nitro Tuggle, he lands a guy that's 6'3", 190 pounds. It's hard not to see some A.D. Mitchell in there because uh, you look at his highlights and, Every other time he touched the ball, he scored a touchdown. 
And so I think you look at the fact that he had 22 uh, touchdowns on 38 catches and then had, you know, two rushing touchdowns, a couple of passing touchdowns and, a, you know, had a couple return touchdowns in there for good measure as well. The competition level uh, there in uh, Indiana, I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, pretend that it was the, you know, the, the most elite talent he was going up against on a, a weekly basis. But at the same time, we're going to learn a lot more about what he brings to the table over the next couple of months, not just in the camp circuit, but also the fact that uh, he plans on transferring to IMG Academy for his senior season. So, you know, the, the, he will ramp up that competition level and, you know, that that's good for his development as well. Because obviously on film, you see that, you know, he was just kind of a, a man amongst boys out there, but you look at the frame uh, you look at the uh, the body control, uh, the, his ability to change direction at that size. He's got ball skills. That catch radius is something that Georgia places a high value on as well. And I think, you know, he, he makes guys miss uh, for a taller wide receiver. It's a rare skill set. So I think that he was a guy that was moving up a, a lot of schools' boards. Uh, I know multiple schools really had him as, you know, uh, one of the top guys at the wide receiver position and if Brian McClendon's taking his commitment right now with the guys that Georgia is in on at wide receiver, it tells you where he is on Georgia's board as well. I know he got the offer from Georgia late February. He visited, uh, I believe, at the beginning of the month, around April 1st, and he'd already planned on taking an official visit back to Georgia in June. Now he's going to do so as a commitment. So uh, I, I think, again, like, like I said, if Georgia's going to take three or four wideouts in this class, him being that second guy tells you a lot about where he is on Georgia's board, just how highly they think about him. Yeah, you look at the work that Brian McClendon has put in recruiting receivers since he came back for his second stint, and it seems like another talented guy that, you know, just looking at his recruiting ranking, it made me think back to last year with Seed Haynes. So it kind of seemed like after he committed to Georgia, all of a sudden people really started paying attention. And uh, you would think uh, that – um, yeah, there will be a lot of eyes on him going to IMG Academy, and Georgia's gotten some good players from IMG. And you look at this last class from Samuel M. Pimba and Gabriel Harris, a few edge rushers. Uh, the other piece of news going to the mascot side of things uh, on Tuesday, uh, we're going to have a new UGA this year. Uh, they announced that, uh, boom, a 10-month-old English Bulldog will be uh, crowned, I guess would be the, the uh, uh, term you would use, on Saturday before D-Day. Uh, he'll replace Q, who has been Ugga since 2015, Ugga 10. Uh, you know, it's one of those things with these uh, Bulldogs. It's, uh, you know, you never really know, honestly, how long they're going to be around. But uh, Q, I think, is the um, most winningest Bulldog, uh, most winningest Ugga in the uh, mascot history. And, uh, you know, we knew there were going to be uh, new beginnings on Saturday with G-Day just because of some of the roster turnover, some of the new faces we'll see. But Kip will be greeted to a uh, to get to see a new live mascot uh, when we get there on Saturday. Yeah, how exciting! As if they needed any help to uh, sell tickets for G Day. Now you get to see, uh, you know, the new mascot with with a name that you know only Kirby and 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 Muschamp love. I think we've, you know, between uh, Muschamp's nickname, you know, and Kirby. Giving out a couple of booms on the sideline himself. Uh, I think the uh, you, you can kind of see where the inspiration is for for this Georgia mascot name. And also, like you said, I mean, 
Q go uh, retiring with a uh, a couple national championships to his name. I think uh, you know a well deserved uh, a well deserved vacation for him, and I think you, you could celebrate you know his eras, one of if not the most successful runs in program history. And uh, congratulations to him. But I, I think uh, the fact that uh, Boom looks looks like a younger dog based on the you know the photo presented by Georgia, I, I think that they are preparing for you know a potentially long, maybe even more successful run. The bar has been set. So uh, if if you're going to top Q, you're you're really going to have to have a historic run for Georgia. But I think. Kirby Smart's kind of set this program up to do just that. So you can't help but be excited for Boom. But I also know uh, the pressure is on. So uh, good luck out there, Boom. And I'm looking forward to seeing you between the hedges this weekend. Yeah, shout out to Q, who uh, was a part of a lot of wins. Uh, barely avoided Bevo that time at the Sugar Bowl. I mean, yeah, they might have needed another Bulldog a lot sooner uh, had he not been able to, to get out of the way. But, uh, yeah, I would encourage anyone who's going to be at the game on Saturday – I think they're shooting for 350 uh, to be the time that they will, uh, you know, put the new collar and uh, the passing of the torches, uh, I guess you could say. Uh, young Pup's got some big shoes to fill, but uh, we'll be excited to see him on the sidelines. Uh, Kip, since uh, we uh, last recorded, there was another commitment besides the wide receiver, uh, Nitro, that we talked about a few minutes ago. It actually happened on Saturday while we were waiting uh, to talk to Kirby Smart after a Saturday practice and a few days after Georgia's second scrimmage. Elias Williams, a five or a four star, I should say, uh, tied in prospect, uh, commits to Georgia. Uh, looks like looks the part and uh, looks like uh, the latest in a long line of talented tight ends that have come into the room. Uh, what do you make of what Williams will be? Uh, he's a member of the 2025 class, very talented in-state player. Uh, what do you know about him and what you think he will bring to the table by the time he comes to Athens? Well, uh, you know, right as of right now, I'm going to say Todd Hartley does it again. You know, landing another just uh, elite athlete, a guy that on the basketball court is a, I think like a 20 and 13 guy, a guy that is uh been one of the best basketball players in the state of Georgia for the the last two years. And you look at that frame, six, seven, 235 pounds. And it's hard not to see a young Darnell Washington right there, just because again, there aren't many out there that, you know, we, we, we talk about Darnell and we're saying there won't be another one. And yet here's Todd Hartley landing another six foot seven guy in his sophomore uh, season. Who's, you know, already, got elite size for his position but he's he's just a, a special athlete and I, I don't think that you know Todd Hartley's biggest battle might not be keeping him it might be keeping him in his position room because when you have that kind of size you can project the multiple positions at the next level and, and so for for Georgia you know you, you get him on campus and, and you figure that out later because you look at what he's also able to do on the defensive side of the ball. He could be an edge rusher. You know, who knows how big he might get over the next couple of years if he comes in at 6'7", 275 pounds. Uh, you know, he could be lining up at defensive tackle, defensive end for Georgia as well. There's a lot of development ahead of him because he plays AU basketball. Not He has yet to completely focus on, on football. But you could tell that the body control is there. He does a great job uh, just 
changing direction for his size. Um, that that catch radius, as I said before, uh, you know, with with the other commitment Georgia just landed, uh, that that provides you a, a mismatch and a, a great help for a quarterback who may have some off-target throws. He can correct those. And so I think for Georgia, you're just betting on that upside. And why wouldn't you? You know, 24-7 sports had him uh, ranked as the number three edge rusher in the country. He's now projected to play tight end for Georgia. But again, like I said, that you worry about that later. He could play multiple roles for Georgia. He could end up being in that same Darnell Washington role. Uh, I, I think that you just know that he has multiple years ahead of him. And you have to be excited about that because he looks like an elite receiver and one of the best athletes in the country already as a sophomore. Take a quick break, come back, talk about what Kirby Smart had to say during the uh, Saturday session we had with him, and then talk a little bit about what we expect to see at G-Day. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Well, yeah, we had a chance to talk to Kirby, which proved to be the the last time we will talk to him until G-Day is in the books. Um, some really interesting notes. I thought he was pretty, uh, pretty willing to share information, which uh, that that was a nice uh, a change of pace. Uh, just talking about some of the different players, he talked up Lawson Lucky, who I really think we may have heard more about than perhaps any other Bulldog this spring with what he's been able to do. Um, I asked about Xavion Story just because that's one of the veterans we haven't heard a lot about. He mentioned he's been, you know, coming in with the ones. So very interested to see what Xavion does. Uh, at G Day, you know, a former five star uh, who's part of a loaded room there. Uh, talked up Branson Robinson, who I think is a guy that has big opportunity with Kendall Milton unavailable. You had Dejon Edwards dealing with injury. 
and Andrew Paul still working his way back from an ACL. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this, Kip, something I thought was really interesting. Kirby was asked about the personality of this offense and sort of figuring that out. And Kirby made the point to say, you know, we're worried more about players, not plays during spring. We want to figure out the guys who can make these plays, uh, the guys that can block for the players who will make these plays. Uh, What did you make of that sort of mindset of really focusing more on the spring and looking at personnel at figuring out who sort of stands out and then getting ready to go from there once spring's over with? You don't even know who your quarterback's going to be. And so I think you you look at Georgia just in 2020 when they, you know, didn't really have an established identity at quarterback. They also didn't really have an established identity on offense. And then, you know, 2021, again, Stetson Bennett coming in, JT Daniels getting hurt. It was kind of a, a tale of two offenses there as well. Last year, you knew exactly what Georgia was bringing to the table. You had an established quarterback, and you knew you knew who your playmakers were going to be. You know, you returned Brock Bowers. Uh, you thought you had a, a, you know, a number one in A.D. Mitchell. Uh, you knew what you had in Darnell Washington, and you saw what Lab McConkie could do. You also, you know, knew who your blockers are going to be. So, you know, in, in effect, sure. I think, you know, Georgia's got a deep room of uh, skill position players, you know, if everyone's healthy. And, but at the same time, you don't know exactly what you have at running back right now because you got some guys banged up. And you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. You also still have a battle at left tackle. So I, I think right now it's, He's right. You know, you have to still look and see what that identity is going to be. What I think, you know, you're not going to get the same blocking at the tight end position that you're that you have from Darnell Washington. I think, you know, Oscar Delp and Lawson Lucky will go a long way in, in showing just how much of that identity will still be like that. But it, I would imagine that the tight end position will be uh, catching a lot more balls this season than last year. I mean, that goes without saying, even with, you know, the return of, of Brock Bowers again for what will probably be his last season playing for Georgia. I, I, I think that until you know what you have at quarterback, you cannot really establish the identity of the offense because, like you said, you have to build it around the guys you have. And I, I think right now what these guys do on third down is very different between a Carson Beck, you know, a Brock Vandergriff, and, and even a Gunner Stockton, I think, you know, and, and that's really where you establish your identity is, you know, last year, Stetson Bennett, I mean, he was as clutch as it got on third down. And I mean, and that's when they're the greatest pressure on your quarterback, third down. He had the ability to, to extend plays, but he also just, you know, had that inane ability to, to make big plays when he needed to. And so... You know, whether or not you're doing play action or handoff on early downs, uh, it's it's really that that third down where you figure out who you're going to be as a team. And I, I think it just it's still it all starts at quarterback. And that that could be something where they don't know the identity of this team until late in the summer, fall camp. But I mean, that's that's just where it sets up right now. No one separated themselves at the quarterback position and they all have different skill sets. Whoever, whoever wins that job, you can start to build around that. So there are some things we know. I think Georgia's going to have an elite set group of pass catchers. Still have to figure out what they have at running back uh, and, you know, get these guys healthy. So I, I don't think you figure out the identity of this team until 
you know, maybe late July, early August. One more note from Saturday that I thought was really interesting was Kirby pointing out that these receivers, the new guys are, and his quote was, quote, trying to learn a new language. And he talked about two transfers in, Ron Rod Thomas, Dominic Lovett, three high school signees, Tyler Williams, Anthony Evans, Yazoo Haynes. You know, he said that these guys are still kind of learning what it takes and, and knowing the ins and outs. Because he talked about one of the things that he was disappointed in uh, in the second scrimmage that was held on Thursday was some of the administrative things, getting lined up correctly, not having two guys in motion at the same time, both starts. And part of that goes with those receivers learning the ropes because, you know, based on everything we've heard, a guy like Rara Thomas kind of started slow because – you know, he was in a whole new situation. You know, this offense and what is expected and asked of the receivers is very, very different compared to say Mississippi State where Ra Ra was. But it seems like, you know, that has kind of clicked for him and as a result he's been able to make plays. So I'm interested to see when we get to G Day just how those receivers play, particularly those new guys and those younger guys, because uh, they are asked to to know a lot and learn a lot and it certainly doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, think about that too deep right now, though. And, and that's if you want to look for a potential identity, uh, a group that can really, really go out there and, and spread the ball around. I know that, you know, fans still want to see that, you know, another thousand yard receiver, but you have Lab McConkey and Dylan Bell. Uh, you, you know, you got Dominic Lovett, Narian Smith, and then Rob Roth Thomas and Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint. That's a pretty legit too deep right there. So you mentioned those young guys. If you see any of those guys, you know, in the rotation this fall, it'll it'll be because they earned it. I mean, that, that is a talented and experienced group. So uh, I, I think, again, if I'm looking for an early identity, I think this is going to be a team that is not afraid to air it out because they have a elite group of pass catchers. I already talked about the tight ends. That's an outstanding group right there for whoever's at quarterback for Georgia. So we'll have one more podcast before G-Day, but before we get to that podcast, which we plan on that being a mailbag for you guys, Kip, what are you most interested in when it comes to G-Day? What are the things um, that interest you that you really feel like you're going to focus on once we get to Sanford Stadium on Saturday and have a chance to watch these guys duke it out? Well, you know, the fact that they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, take, you know, take these quarterbacks down is going to affect what, what I'd like to learn about, which is, I mean, I think Kirby Smart talked about it, which is the havoc rate. How are you going to affect opposing quarterbacks? And I know that you know, Georgia last season, they didn't do that at a high level. I mean, Kirby, if, if, you, if you brought that up to Kirby, he would obviously, the contrarian that he is, fight you on that and say the opposite and say they you know, did an outstanding job. But the numbers still say otherwise. And uh, and so while they still had an elite defense, you know, just getting to the quarterback, affecting the quarterback is still something that is one of the most pivotal parts of, you know, creating those explosives plays that, that, that Georgia wants on defense and to avoid allowing explosives. So, uh, you know, it's still something I want to see the young pass rusher group. I know, again, we're not going to have any issues writing about quarterbacks. Uh, you know, whatever they do, we will be breaking down, you know, every week for the next couple of months. Uh, but still want to see how these young guys do, how how they look. And at the same time, you know, whether they're going against an Austin Blasky and Amaris Mims, you know, uh, or an Ernest Green, 
how, how they do on a snap to snap basis, because regardless, these guys are going to play huge roles this year. Even when Marvin Jones Jr. comes back, you know, Michael Williams is healthy. Uh, these guys, they're going to be asking a lot from freshmen at that position this year. I want to see how consistent they can do on a snap to snap basis. And again, also, can they set the edge? Because one thing that, you know, Nolan Smith and, and Robert Bale brought to the table, you know, they, they had no problems there setting the edge. And I think that's that's a huge part of the position, regardless of whether they have a Sam or a Jack on the field. They're, they're asking their guys to, you know, play the run and the pass. So just want to see what you, what they have at that position group, because I think uh, this defense has a chance to be really, really fast this fall, this season. One of the most explosive defenses in the country, but at the same time, a very young defense. So I want to see how, how they're progressing there and, and if they've grown up since they got on campus. I think for me, other than the position battles that we've talked about, you know, uh, over and over again, uh, running back, I want to see how the two Robinsons, uh, Branson and Roderick, how they play, and, and we'll see, too, how much work they get. And then on the defensive side, I think outside linebacker, just because they're so young, they're so inexperienced, just how do they hold up, and how do some of those younger guys like Damon Wilson, Sam and Pimba, Gabriel Harris, how do they show up in Sanford Stadium? Uh, well, we'll get ready to wrap this episode up. A uh, quick Georgia Men's Basketball Minute kind of had a blast from the past. Uh, with Severe Wheeler, uh, who was started his career at Georgia, transferred to Kentucky. He visited Georgia over the weekend, uh, waiting to check in to see how that went. Uh, based on everything I've heard, it seems like uh, if it winds up not being, if Georgia winds up not being a factor to watch Kansas State uh, as uh, he decides where he's going to go next. Uh, but we're going to keep an eye out with basketball and hoping for later in the week uh, to check in and see. Uh, who is going to visit as part of G-Day. I expect that to happen. That's what Mike White and company did last year and wind up signing a few of those guys who are on campus uh, to check out Athens in time for the spring game. Uh, so on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Like I mentioned earlier, hoping to do another podcast on Friday, probably around noon, but uh, we may wind up editing that time depending on what's going on. But we'll do a mailbag, answer your guys' questions as we get ready for G-Day and uh, continue the countdown. We'll be back in Sanford Stadium before you know it, and we'll have all kinds of content coming out of the spring game. Uh, So we're going to wrap up this episode right there. Thanks to Kip. Uh, Thanks for everybody who popped on and was listening live, checking out this after the fact. Uh, But we're going to finish it up right there. Appreciate everybody who checked this out. Until next time, take care. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.